About that time, Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church in order to mistreat them. And he had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he'd seized him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after Passover to bring him out before the people. So Peter was kept in the prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church of God, the church to God. On the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and guards in front of the door watching over the prison. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, and he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself, put on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak round you, follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And he didn't know what was being done by the angel. He didn't know it was real. He thought he might be seeing a vision. When they'd passed the first and second guard, they came by the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened for them, which opened for them by itself, like that. And they went out, and they went along the street, and immediately the angel departed from him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. And when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was also called Mark, where many were gathered and they were praying. When he knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her joy, she didn't even open the gate. She ran in and announced that Peter was standing in front of the gate. They said to her, you're out of your mind. But she kept insisting it was so. They kept saying, it's his angel. But Peter carried on knocking. And when they'd opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. And motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had led him out of the prison. And he said, report these things to James and the brothers. And then he left and went to another place. So in, uh, in, in Acts chapter 12, we see Peter in prison and we see James martyred and the most amazing thing is that how God opened doors for Peter this is sort of such marvelous sort of um, sort of uh, 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 sort of detail the story of opening doors and as we live our lives we are familiar with this term doors closing and doors opening and if we have realized that Peter was in the prison, between Peter and Rhoda, this servant girl, at least four or five doors were opened between Peter and Rhoda. We come to the point in our life where we see doors closing, but then we see doors opening. I was going through lots of difficulty in 2013. I was on the verge of sort of closing the whole sort of thing and giving up. 
and I said to God, I said, it is completely impossible for me to, to uh, sort of go from that point on and do the ministry in Pakistan. And I visited Scotland, and uh, so I stayed with my friend, and I was staying with him for the first time. And so God has given us this amazing ability of sort of staying in different houses, sleeping in different beds. After every two nights, we are in a different house, we are in a different sort of uh, setting. And so, so God gives you this ability of sojourner, and especially when you have that calling from the life of Abraham, so as you remain faithful in little, God sort of expands your horizon. And so, so, so these ripples are sort of now expanding. And so God opened doors in other sort of areas, in other sort of that you have never ever imagined. I could never ever imagine or think even in my dreams that uh, or in my thoughts that God will bring me here. So this itself is a miracle that God has opened this door for me. So. I stayed with this uh, sort of uh, uh, friend for the first time. Uh, he lives in Kirkconnell near Dumfries. And so he put me in the attic. And so the house was very small and they didn't have any room. So they put me in the attic. And so on the verge of leaving ministry and closing down everything. And so I entered through the floor in the attic. And obviously there, was, there were no doors at all in the attic. So Entering through the floor, there was a wooden wedge. And on this wooden door wedge, it was written, when one door closes, another opens. And so I held that in my hand, and I felt God was speaking to me on a very difficult time of my life. When I did, and, and you must know, you need to understand that my, my calling and my ministry the vision that God has shared with me. I, I do not believe that any of us has, have, have any visions of our own, basically. We, lots of times we boast about it. I have this vision, I have this vision, I have this vision. And we boast about our visions. But have we ever realized that no vision belongs to us? I do not have any vision at all. Because basically it is God's vision. And so he shares his vision with you. Have you ever realized that God sort of, uh, sort of revealed himself on Moses and it was not Moses' fancy idea to deliver Israel from, from bondage, from slavery and God said to him, I have seen and I have heard so I have come down and now you take. So God was sharing his vision with sort of Moses. So, and I must tell you that our vision that God has given us is more important than our lives. And this is something that keeps you in a country like Pakistan. When your vision, when your calling becomes more important. And for, my, for our whole sort of families, my, fam my family, Selena's family, they think, my siblings, Selena's sibling, they think that we are crazy and we have lost our minds and we are insane and we are, why we are staying in Pakistan. And it becomes so difficult to tell them, to describe what if when your calling, when your vision that God has given you becomes more important than your life. So, entering here, so looking at this wooden wedge, I was sort of, I, I felt God was speaking into my heart. And uh, when one door closes, another opens. So I stayed there for two nights and 
on the last morning I was there, so, so uh, uh, my host, he said that I want to go, and uh, so I will be working, and I will come back. By that time, you get ready. So I spend a lot of time in washroom, and perhaps this is the only time for me when I can have my quiet time. So uh, maybe 45 minutes or one hour I'm in the washroom when I'm in Pakistan. So, so, so because your house is like open house and people are coming and they're going. And so when we cook our meals, we have six, seven people in our mind. Somebody will turn up and we have to feed them. So we cook for, for so many, a uh, lot more than what we, uh, what we are sort of doing for our family. So. Uh, so, uh, I was in the washroom, and I had to leave the house, and my friend, he had to drop me at the station. And so I decided that I need to sort of watch uh, a sermon on YouTube. And YouTube was a sort of uh, a new thing for us, because in Pakistan, due to blasphemy, they blocked YouTube, and YouTube was not available in Pakistan. So I wanted to have f for full use of YouTube. So I put up a message, and during that sort of preaching, I, the preacher said, when one door closes, another opens. And as he said that, I started crying bitterly in the washroom. I said, God, you are confirming something, and you are telling me something. You are speaking into my heart, and I, I, I cannot see that why the doors are closed, and I cannot see with my physical eyes how the doors are being opening. Uh, but God, you know, and I trust in you. So, closing and opening doors is not a new thing for us. We are all familiar with it. And so between Peter and Rhoda, we see these at least five doors that, that, were, that were opened. And we, lots of time, we think that why God, he sort of let James die, and why he rescued Peter. And we completely forget that same God who gave ability to Peter and rescued him, he is the same God who gave ability to James to lay down his life and remain faithful till his last breath. In the Hall of Fame chapter, Hebrews 11, we see this people who are miraculously saved from fiery furnace, from, 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 from lion's den, and how God rescued and saved them. But have we ever realized that in this long list of these people who were rescued and saved, there is a list of people who were killed, who were martyred, but they remained faithful. They did not accept release and they were able to lay down their lives. So these people who laid down their lives were equally sort of rewarded, had the equal reward with those people who were rescued and saved. So the church, we see praying, and Peter is in the prison. And we see amazing things about the life of Peter. Peter, in the prison, the next morning, he had to appear before the king, before Herod, and there are chances that Herod is now trying to kill Peter the same way he killed James. 
and just to increase the ratings basically so we we on facebook on youtube on tiktok everywhere we talk about ratings and so to increase the ratings his ratings he wanted to kill peter so this is peter's last night the amazing thing about peter is that he has this ability to ask wrong things at the right time and ask right questions at the wrong time and he's the only disciple who had this sort of adventurous life that he received so many rebukes most rebukes from jesus if there was any apostle or any disciple who received it was peter so now this is his last night and i'm i just feel amazed how how peter is sleeping and this may be his last night because he has to appear before uh, before the king and so in order to increase the rating as i said that he there are sort of chances that peter will be killed so this is his last night and i just want to sort of ask you what will you do during your last night i can bet that i will be on my knees if i know that this is my last night i'll be praying for myself i will be praying for my family i even no matter how hard i try to sleep i will not be able to sleep at all perhaps i will write a sort of a, a, what do you call a deed for my family and advise them and tell them what they need to do how they need to operate uh, what are the measures that they have to take so so just imagine this is your last night what will you do we are amazed to see that peter was able to sleep and he was he was chained one soldier on this side another soldier on this side and so as he was in chains sleeping among the soldiers he had this amazing peace in his heart that we are so amazed about and have we realized that the church was constantly praying and i think that somehow what peter should have done now the church is doing and what the church should have done peter is doing the church should have been sleeping in their comfy beds with all the central heating and everything it is so cold and so uh, for the church to sort of go from one and they didn't have cars or anything like that so, so from one house to another house traveling and sort of gathering in a house and sort of praying and praying constantly and can we imagine that the word that is used for constantly is ekthnos ekthnos is a greek word which is used for a muscle when a muscle is stretched to its limits so church is stretched to its limits and the church is praying and peter is sleeping so i think that if if i was the church i would like to like to sleep and just sort of say a, uh, grace and peace for peter and asking the lord your will be done and your kingdom come and that's all and i'm going to bed and lights off and camera off and i'm i'm off have we realized that church has swapped its place with peter so where peter is the church came to that place and where the church is peter 
is now in that place. So swapping the seats perhaps is the secret of survival in this in this uh, sort of uh, uh, in this age. So we live in Pakistan. You live in Scotland. There are lots of things that that I believe God has given us, and there are lots of things that you have in your sort of in your lives. And we all have some, we are like jigsaw puzzle pieces. And we complement, we complete each other. And unless the church comes together, this picture cannot be completed. This is something that we need to, body of Christ, we are all parts of one body. And Jesus is, is, is the body. So we complete each other. And so this early church, they found the secret basically that they need to swap the places. I always say that, that, that we are poor, but we are rich. And so does you. You are poor, but you are rich. We have so many things. And somehow, and you have so many things. And somehow we need to swap and stand with each other to complete each other. I always say that we are, that we are very poor, but we know how to survive in fire. A few years ago, I was here in Eberfeldy, and uh, you see, pastors, we always think that their, their graph is always going high and up and this and that. And we, we put pastors on, a, on, on pedestals, basically, and we think that these are supermen and these are superheroes and they are perfect and this and that. And this is completely false. This is a lie, I must tell you. Perhaps we are the most vulnerable people. And a pastor is the most lonely person in that whole area because everybody expects him to pray and minister to them and nobody stands around, nobody wants to help and stand with the pastor. Many times it happens that my nights are full of crying and shedding tears and asking God, Lord, I cannot go on. So I was in Eberfeldy and I, I looked at the beautiful scenery, all the hills and this green carpet on the hills and beautiful trees and such beautiful sort of weather. And I said to God, I said, God, why can't I stay here? Why can't I live here? <laughs> and and uh, so why all these beautiful places are for other people and why I have to go back in the, in the desert and in the sand, in that scorching heat, 50 degrees centigrade. So Lord, just keep me here. And he said to me, he said, son, where do you want to live? Where do you want to live? And then he said to me, he said, do you want to be in freezer or do you want to be in fire? Decision is yours. Do you want to be in freezer? From freezer, I think he meant Scotland. <laughs> and from fire, I think he meant Pakistan. And, and, and you see, we are in fire, and when you are in fire, you cannot afford to stand still at all. You have to, you have to keep on moving in order to survive. <laughs> and so in a freezer, me and Selena, we went to America, and so in, in, in America, we were on a guided tour in a school, and it was a big Christian school linked with a church, and so I was so amazed to see such a huge kitchen. And uh, so... Uh, this dining area and I was so amazed and finally they took us in this big maybe a 
a big room a size of half of the half of the size of this church uh, this sanctuary and so they took us in this room and this as they opened the door this big door and we entered it was so cold and as we entered the door closed behind us and selena and me uh, we are completely different uh, uh, when we sleep uh, so on my side of the bed it is sort of summer on her side it is winter so so two seasons going on at the same time and so she said to me selena said oh i think i cannot survive here i will be i will be dead within few minutes and so <laughs> i said to her i said you know the secret of living secret of surviving is to keep on moving in this freezer if you stand still you will not be able to survive at all and have we ever realized this that this is not a rocket science this is not a new thing that we are learning in 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 the river of life that is mentioned in the book of ezekiel everything everything that moves have will will live so the secret of living is in keep on moving so they have swapped their seats and so they know that we have to keep on moving in order to survive anyhow eventually god opened doors for for peter and he as there was an iron gate also and so iron gate is mentioned two or three times and so when the time came perhaps peter was worried about the iron gate who will open the iron gate and as the time came the iron gate opened itself and the word which is used for 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 automatically opened is automi automi is a greek word from where our word automatic is derived so sometimes we are worried about the iron gates but when the time comes god will automatically at the right time at his timing these gates will open automatically so anyhow peter arrived and now i am amazed that that angel opened all the doors but one and this is the house where they had the meeting and so peter angel did not open that door and peter had to knock at this door and so roda came and she heard the voice instead of she was so excited or she she started sort of screaming with joy oh peter and so she ran and so she shared that peter is there and so the church now they are having a committee meeting and they said you have gone crazy this must be his angel and so you have lost your mind you are insane this cannot happen and this and that so the church had the ability to pray but their faith was not overwhelming to accept what god could do with peter and god could answer their prayers anyhow it took some time and eventually perhaps they started thanking god and praising him for the miracle that 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 he has done instead of going and opening the door or sometime maybe it happened that they 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 had a committee meeting that whether we should open the door or not so this committee is to decide uh, whether roda was wrong or right so the committee until the committee makes the decision roda is not allowed to open the door so so something happened and eventually they realized that yes we need to go and we need to open the door and the amazing thing is that peter he kept on knocking at the door until they decided 
to open the door. So, closing doors and opening doors. And I really want to thank God for bringing us here this morning and to share this word with you. So just imagine what God is sort of speaking into your heart and what he is saying to you. And I believe that our lives are full of doors. And there are two places, either we are outside the door or we are inside the door. And God tells us to, to knock at the door. And sometimes in our sort of passion, in our strength and energy, we keep on pushing and we keep on hitting the doors. And he has not asked us to hit the doors or keep on pushing the doors. He has asked us to wait until the door is opened. We can knock at the door, but we are stopped to push and kick the doors. So, I just want to encourage you this morning. We have so much to thank for. And God is there. He is able to rescue. His, lots of times we do not have answers. You, you might be thinking about Scotland. I might be thinking about Pakistan. How we are going to rescue. How we are going to be sort of saved as church how we are going to survive in Pakistan. You may think that it is so cold, it is like freezer here, and how the church will survive here. I want to tell you one thing, that God has the answer of every question. And I want to say that maybe we need to swap seats, and we are the jigsaw puzzles that complete the picture, the big picture that God has in his mind. Let us all pray. Lord, we thank you for this time together. And we thank you that you are God of our lives. We thank you that you are for us. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you are in us, Lord. And if God is for us, who can dare to be against us? We thank you, Lord, that you are opening doors for us. And Lord, there are many times when we see or when we think about iron, uh, iron gates. There are many times when we have to knock at the doors. But just give us the ability, this amazing ability that we see in the life of Peter. Such peace that he had in his heart. And the doors started opening at your time. Being a church, help us to remain on our knees. Keep us humble, Lord. Help us to constantly pray in Pakistan or in Scotland. And Lord, I just pray that you stretch us to the limits, Lord. Stretch us to the limits. And teach us how to pray fervently, how to pray constantly, how to pray unceasing. I pray that you bless each one of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.